Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show, broadcasting live tonight from Baltimore, Maryland. That's where Baltimore is, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds right. Nikki and I are at the Under Armour Summit. We've been telling you guys forever we're here, and now we're here. I can't believe we've never been in the same room together before. That's not true. Doing this before? Oh, we've never podcasted in the same room. We've been in the same room together. Well, yes. No, sorry. That came out wrong. I mean, like, actually doing this recording in the same room together. I know it is weird, though. It is weird. I don't really want to look directly at you. I know. Don't. don't, I'm going to treat you like every woman in my life. Don't make eye contact. Don't look at me. And we're wearing the headsets. It's and I'm drinking, and it's going to be really loud I'm, in the microphone. <laughs> oh, is that good? I made that's you a the, drink. That's the sound of uh, scotchy scotch scotch. D- going down into your belly. Going down into my belly. I put um, so good. four of the finest Four Seasons ice cubes in a glass for you. <laughs> you know that, that ice is hand-picked by some local... I'm sure. Baltimore person that they bust in because they don't allow people to actually live in Baltimore to work here because this place is so fancy. It's quite fancy. I can't believe they put us up here. I'm not totally sure what we're doing yet. TBH. Yeah, so let's give a little background. So we got invited to this Under Armour Armour Summit. Whoa. I know. I can't even say it. And they put us up in the Four Seasons. Yeah. Like, this is the fanciest hotel I've ever been in. Same. There's a TV in the mirror in the bathroom. The lady knocked on my door and asked me if I wanted turn down service, which I thought was code for, like, some sort of weird kinky sex thing. (laughs) And I was like, do you want me to leave? I'm like, you're not really my type, but okay. I mean, okay. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm down. Like, turn down service at, like, 9 at night. I don't even know what turn down service it's is. It's like when they, like, make your bed and if, if you want them to, like, you know, like, tidy up and whatever. They don't do that at the Holiday Inn Express <laughs> that I stayed in in Cincinnati a couple weekends ago. No, I guess not. So weird. But they usually do it at, like, I don't know, like, noon or something. I've never heard of it this I mean, late. It's not like I've never stayed in nice hotels before. I've stayed in some really nice hotels, but what the hell is turn down service? I don't really understand what's happening here. Like, we got asked here because... Um, you know, Under Armour wants to make more of a play into the functional fitness space. And so we have a chance to like see the latest and greatest things that they're doing and hear from their athletes and their marketing people. And it'll be really interesting. And I'm excited to, you know, hear about what they're, what they're doing and see what sort of content we can make. But other than that, I don't really know. (laughs) Like, why are why are we here? Were we supposed to get this invitation? The whole thing's been weird. Like, I mean, it's been great. Don't be wrong. Just like, it's been just free swag after free swag. They gave us like suitcases full of shit. Samsung watches, which is wild. The Galaxy Twos, so cool. Yeah, these things are cool. Like, and you know, I have an Apple Watch that I've had for a while that I really like, but this thing is—it uh, feels a little bit like an upgrade. So yeah, Steve Jobs neat. better get on it. I mean, oh, I know he's dead, but shit. he better get to work. I mean, really, he's been slacking. He has been. He needs to hire better 15-year-olds. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. Tomorrow there's a, a really cool panel that I think – so you and I are going to go to different sessions. Um, but tomorrow I'm going to a session about um, sort of like enduring and pushing through training. And, Wait, I'm going to that session? No, we're going to different sessions tomorrow, aren't Are I? you sure? I think so. I don't know. Either way, there's a session that at least one of us will go to, um, hearing from the athletes specifically about training and mentalities and sort of that like, you know, sports – mental game that they have to play in order to be successful and i'm really excited to hear from them i think it's gonna be really interesting all i know is i have to be at yoga at 6 30 in the morning yeah, and i'm, I'm having a scotch run. right now so oh. yoga's feeling really early i'm supposed to be able to run because yoga was taken 
Uh, Let's talk about the swag. Okay. I don't care about okay, the workouts. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll get back to the workouts. Well, speaking of swag, so it, it, it actually might be cool if I can get my ass up early enough for this run because they give us these really rad running sneakers that actually have a Bluetooth chip in them. Yeah, they got me felt up at the airport. <laughs> you got super searched, didn't you? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, you were already dressed like a cartel. First of all, <laughs> I'm wearing head-to-toe Under Armour in the airport, which makes me super uncomfortable because I only wear Lulu. <laughs> right. What and were they thinking? It's not as comfortable. So I've got these, uh, uh, what are they called? Ho- Hova Machina shoes, and they're they're bright. Is it salmon? They are, they're bright. They're bright. They're like neon salmon yeah. color, and they're comfortable. They're super comfortable. So I'm gonna give you know, I'm give them a ten out of ten on comfort. Yeah, I'm excited to run in them. But they have this Bluetooth chip in the right shoe, and it connects to um, map my run, map my run and to your watch and to any other th- device you have. So it's like the concept is very cool. It, I love it. They yeah. also uh, linked up really fast. So like I went oh, to, cool. to link it to my phone and you tap it on the floor five times, flip it on the side, and then it syncs right up. Cool. So, so that part was really, really cool. Anyway, <laughs> I, I take them off. I put them through the, uh, through the scanner. I'm sitting there watching this go down. I see the shoes because so I can see I can see their monitor okay. right, and so I see the shoes and I can see the little black dot. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, you can just see it like in the X-ray. Shit. And I see them call somebody over, and that person calls somebody over. I'm like, oh, I'm about to get felt up. Oh. And then I did. I got felt up. It was great. Sir, if you could just bend over and spread them. Bubba had a very <laughs> gentle touch. Oh, good. He did was, he give you a hug after? He, he actually it was funny. <laughs> so actually, I. Uh, they didn't pat me down for that, but they did spend a lot of time looking at the shoes that clearly say Bluetooth on them, which I thought was weird. But when I was going through the scanner, um, again, I'm in head-to-toe Under Armour, so the pockets have zippers on them. Right. And I think that must have shown up in the in the X-ray because then I came off. The guy's like, sir, I'm going to pat you down. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to have to touch you on your thighs. Yeah. Or do, you, or do you have any injuries or are you sore? And I'm like... Always. Yeah, yes. I'm like, yeah. The doms. Every, every fucking day. It's so real. I did squat yesterday, but go ahead. You know, you go, girl. And uh, he patted me down. It was a moment. They don't like it when you moan. I did find that out. They get, yeah, they take you should that ask personally. for a private room next time. I should. Maybe that would be more comfortable with you that way. Yeah. When he puts his hand on my thighs, I go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it, It's even worse with the mic. Isn't it's it? bad. Isn't it? It's bad because I can hear it in my ears and because you're sitting yes. next to me. <laughs> this is the best. Yeah, I hear those private rooms are so you don't make TSA feel uncomfortable. You know? I felt very uncomfortable. Bummer. I actually had easy travel getting here oh, from I once. I didn't. I never get searched. Look, I'm I'm a middle-aged white guy. I'm the demographic you just let through. Yeah, you're you know? all set, sir. Please, don't leave yeah. your shoes right on there. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, middle-aged white guys don't blow up airplanes. We we do other horrible things. So they just let you through on an airplane. Yeah, just but not a myriad today. of awful things. Today I, I got, today I got targeted because I was wearing Under Armour. Nice. I know. It's got to be it. So we got here, and we got this swag, and that was awesome. We checked in, signed up for some cool panels and things, and then we went. Uh, we got on a boat, mm. and we went across uh, this little pond to like the Under Armour headquarters, which was rad. You're going to make me relive yep, this. Yep, yep, sure am. Oh. So <laughs> we went downstairs into their gym and they gave us an assessment. They give you an assessment. They give me a humiliation <laughs> test. <laughs> so I guess everyone who's coming in for this seminar, this, this summit, has to go through this assessment where they basically give you a mobility test. I was shocked I was shitty at it. Weren't you shocked I was shitty at mobility? Not even a little bit. I mean... <laughs> 
I was just like, wow, this was, their test was really hard and it was really awkward. I'm not going to lie. Like they had you overhead squat and they had you do kind of like pistols, but you couldn't move your foot. Those weren't pistols, but they were really hard. They were bizarre. Like you had to keep your knees together and your feet together and lift one foot and try to squat. Like you couldn't like shift your weight. First of all, everything was an overhead squat. They're like, put your butt against the wall. Now make the back of your head touch the wall. Now put your hands over right. your head and <clears throat> squat. And I'm like, I can't do any of that. I can't. Uh, first of all, that's too many things at once. None of, these, uh, they, none of them obviously follow my work because clearly I'm against mobility. But they insisted <laughs> on testing me. I don't mean to brag. But I scored lower than my age. You did real bad. So, so <laughs> you did real bad. Out of a one, out of a one hundred scale, I was like, I'm setting the bar really low. They tried to be so nice about it. They're like, you know, this is a C. I'm like, in no world is that a C. No, it's not a C. No. But they did say that all, most people were scoring around fifty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Those people are really mobile I comparatively. Know, right? Wow. Really. Com- I did beat John though. You did. Yeah, we were so, with John. Yeah, we were with John David from Obese to Beast. So if you get any of you guys uh, ever go on YouTube or check him out on Instagram, uh, John has a really amazing YouTube page. He's lost several hundred pounds. He's so cool. And he's a cool guy, and he's really obviously really into fitness, and he helps a ton of people lose weight. But apparently his mobility is shittier than mine, oh, which gee. made me really happy because he's only 27. By like one percentage point. He's 27. Okay, so that's so impressive. I have like, I'm 49. You basically have the mobility of a 28-year-old. Wow. Look at I, you. Actually, I think it's more the opposite. I think he has the mobility of a 50-year-old. <laughs> Maybe it's that. I think that's what it is. <clears throat> well, I got an A+, plus, not to brag. Yeah, you crushed it. Yeah, I had like a 76% or something. Well, you something. have your level one. You should get an A+. Plus. I have my level two. Oh, well. <laughs> There's a little bit of dirt on my shoulder right I've, here. I've got the, just, let me just brush that right off. I'm, I'm going to get the level... Point two five. <laughs> you should consider getting your L1. It's not, fun. If there's a squat test, apparently I'll never get well, it based no, no, on no, how no. I did today. That's not how it works. They're yeah, not gonna. No. They don't. They don't test that. But it is. It is really, really fun. Even if you don't um, want to coach for anyone out there who doesn't necessarily think that they'll consider coaching, it is kind of just an opportunity to like nerd out on CrossFit for the weekend, which is really fun. Oh, maybe. Do you have an extra G floating around? Go yeah. for it. Well, I'll, I'll use the meme millions I'm bringing in oh, on the yeah, meme account. Oh, yeah, the meme millions. Yeah. When well, are we going to get the pod millions yeah. going? Right after the meme millions. Perfect. Well, we did, uh, let's see, after that, uh, what else did we do today? We went to CrossFit Gym. We did. Where did. What was the name of the gym? Uh, Harbor East. Yes. Very good gym here in Baltimore. It was awesome. They, they have two gyms, by the way. They, so they have Fed Hill, mm-hmm. and then which they've changed the name to Industrial... Athletics, is that right? That sounds right. What are called? And, and then this Harbor East that we went to, and we did uh, two things. We did a one rep max clean and jerk, so it was a retest day for them. So we did one rep max clean and jerk, and then we did a 2,000-meter row for time, which, weirdly enough, I've never done that before. It was awful. It was like seven minutes of hell. My entire posterior chain was like, oh, you've been sitting on a plane all day. Yeah. Great. Oh. Fantastic. I, I felt pretty good in the clean and jerks. I mean, I was wearing those running shoes that they gave us. And <laughs> the fact that I was anywhere near my one rep max and running shoes made me feel pretty good. Um, but that row, man, I was next to John, who's a good rower. And right. And I was next to John. by a full minute, which is hard on a rower. Man, it beats me by a full minute. That's rough. Oh. I was at um, like 250 meters when you got off the rower next to me, which I felt pretty good about because I'm a shit rower. But I PR'd my queen and jerk, which 
what the fuck? That was good. <laughs> After, like, not sleeping and eating garbage and dry January lasted all of, like, 12 days when I was in Cookville. So I was very, very <laughs> surprised to, to see that, that pull through. I know. You probably, based on the the new games qualifications, you probably just qualified. You probably just punched your ticket mm-hmm. to Madison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'll be there. Uh, I'll be, that's me way in the back. There you go. 40 out of 40. <laughs> you did just spend the weekend in Cookville. How was it? It was awesome. The you, Mayhem Classic was so great. Do you, which room did Rich let you sleep in? He have you in the guest house? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's funny because, um, you know, they, I, I actually ended up star- sharing a room rather with Steph Chung. Um, but a ton of the people who went said things like, oh, we're staying at Rich's house or in the barn or like at Senior's house or like, how many houses do these people have? I will sleep in the hay, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Man, I'd sleep in the hay. Yeah. It's, it cook, cool. it's Cookville, Tennessee. It's got to be as nice as the hotel. Do you know what's funny is I really thought this is my first time there, which is weird considering the fact that I've been doing this for so long. Um, and it's like the mecca of all things CrossFit in the U.S. Um, but I kind of thought it was going to be like the middle of nowhere, like this teeny tiny town where they're only known for CrossFit and everybody knows Rich Froning and he can't step out of his house without being like mobbed like a celebrity and that like Rich put Cookville on the map. That's what I thought. And there was like nothing but Rich's house. But it's um, it's the home of Tennessee Tech. So it's like a college town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still a small town, don't get me wrong, but it just, it had more going on than I thought. It was more of a actual town than like a... It's a nice little town. Yeah. I mean, it's still Tennessee, but... I mean, the gym is on like Rich Froning Way, and that is legitimately from the city. You know what what kept me from going for real? Was I just wasn't sure how good the Wi-Fi would be, and then I couldn't post for two days. I just, I'm like, I'm not sure I could take it. The Wi-Fi was actually shit. Well, yeah. (laughs) I figured it would be. Yeah, it's Cookville, Tennessee. You're in the mountains. It's still Cookville, Tennessee. They don't even have Verizon. It's like, it's not even T-Mobile. It's like L-Mobile. (laughs) L-Mobile. Cricket. 2G. (laughs) Yeah. It's the E-Network. Remember that? Oh. You know what was funny was we we did have a, a strong Wi-Fi signal, but because there was a live broadcast going on and it was like the best of the best behind the scenes, like the OG games crew with uh, Charlie Doobie and Rafi in the trucks and Sean and Tommy on the broadcast in a row. I mean, that's like his house now. He lives there and that's his gym. So he was doing uh, doing sideline reporting on the field. It's like they, they knew we were coming, right? So someone was probably like, we need a lot of horsepower. Like, please get us every router in the entire city of cookville and someone was like we got this huge wi-fi signal no problem and it wasn't even half of what we needed <laughs> to get shit done oh, yeah i wouldn't be able to stand it. i forgot roe moved down there yeah so he moved from from california to tennessee oh. so that's his house now for those of you that are in the know that's rory mckernan yeah <laughs> i'm not in the know i don't even know him I've literally never met him oh he's like that? such a beautiful soul you need to connect with him he's too pretty for me he's too pretty for everyone i know that's what everyone says every time i see him i'm like i'm not gay but i know uh, i know maybe. he's the most handsome man in crossfit he, he's maybe just the most handsome man ever it's entirely possible he really is if he, i look like him i would literally just walk around smiling at people Aww. i would I'd and everyone like that, would maybe. be would be brighter for it they would be um i but, forgot he moved there though yeah so that's his jam now. And actually I ended up doing – so I was there back up for a hot second. I was there with Morning Chalk Up providing some uh, coverage on the social media feeds, which was so much fun. It was so cool. 
because I wasn't on the live broadcast, I actually had time to sit down with people and do some longer format interviews. So if you want to check out the Morning Chalk Up YouTube page, they're all on there. But I had a chance to sit down with Rory just to kind of catch up, right? Because since the what I like to call the great purge, <laughs> <clears throat> since the CrossFit media team sort of was fired and disbanded, it's been a weird year. It's only been a year. And so much has changed. So I had a chance to catch up with him on his move, on figuring out what his next steps are. You know, he's he's taken a full-time job with Noble and doing media for them. So there's going to be a lot more coming out with that soon. I mean, he was at the the sport film festival that they did in New York a couple months ago, which was like the first of its kind, and they're already working on next year. He's got a bunch of stuff going on with them. And he can do it remotely from Tennessee, which is really cool. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I need to meet him. I need an introduction. You do. You do. I'll hook you guys up. You have to introduce me. Yeah. So it was fun. It was really cool. I mean, Rich is still the greatest of all time. It was crazy because we had a really deep field of competitors. It was only elites, and it was only 30 men and women, no teams, which is funny, right? Because he's the team guy now. But it made a lot of sense. We did an interview with him where he said, like, look, I don't really want a hand in, like, programming for teams in my own house when we're trying to qualify. Like, you know, he's sort of pulling away from that nepotism type of area and I'm glad I'm glad for that that made a lot of sense but um it was a it was a really great competition and in addition to the elite athletes who were trying to qualify for games the good dudes ended up throwing down the same events every so often the good dudes if you don't know are Rich, Dan, and Josh and, and Scott was there, right? Scott. So Scott oh. was there, Haley was there, and Tasia was there, China was there, like a bunch of other athletes were there um, because number one because they work out there and number two because the good dudes good dudes are a little banged up these days (laughs) so like it was supposed to be rich and dan and josh but like dan and josh have had you know injuries and surgeries and issues that they've been dealing with so like rich programmed these workouts they're all supposed to do it and then i guess last minute the two of them were like yeah bro like we're a little too fucked up for this (laughs) (laughs) So they pulled a bunch of other individual athletes in, mayhem athletes, to do them. But, um, I mean, consistently across the board, Rich was still, like, I hate to say it, but, like, wiping the floor with most of the athletes on the individual side. So was it weird that uh, Frazier wasn't competing? Because he lives in Cookville. I don't think it's weird because... It was weird to me. Really? As a spectator, I'm seeing posts of the, the competition going on in Cookville. And then there's these posts of Frazier doing squats over chalk, like just just so casual, just off doing his own. And don't get me wrong, I'm not. This is not a a uh, in negative commentary on him. It was mm-hmm. just interesting to me, like how unbothered he was by it. You well, know? a couple things. So I and I didn't have a chance to catch up with him, but he was there. So he came out to support, which I thought was really really cool. And I felt like. He didn't really want to make it about him. Like, it was Rich's competition, Rich's programming, Mayhem Gym, like, featuring all these other athletes that are on his team. Like, I guess I just kind of felt like Matt showed up to be like, I'm here. I support this. This is really rad. But he did his due diligence to make sure that it didn't, like, draw attention away from the competition, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. No, don't get me wrong. I think it's great. I mean, first of all, Matt's a great dude. Mm-hmm. So it's – um I have just had mixed feelings on it. There's like this, the one side of me that's like, man, what a cool guy to go, all right, I'm not going to compete in my home gym, essentially, you know, my hometown, mm-hmm. and we'll let somebody else have this glory, knowing that he could go in and probably win. You <laughs> know? Yeah, I mean, I would say you would think. so. I mean, you would think. I yeah. mean, you know, there, you know, there's no guarantee, but, you know, odds are pretty good. 
Um, and then there's the other side of me that goes, but he's still the goat. Like you want to see him compete. You like do. you want to see him throw down with these guys. And so it's, you know, there's a little bit of a disappointment from that aspect of going, man, I'd like to see him out there with Chandler Smith going side by side. I don't know. Like, I don't want to see, he can't go to every competition. First of all, yes, like, he can. Not, no. he can go to everyone. That's just not smart from from an athletic point of view. Yeah, like it's just silly. Even Chandler said that he was. I think he signed up for like nine or something moving forward because he does it for the Army Warrior Fitness Team, and so that's like also his job. His job is now competing. But after he won, he was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll like back out of one of those." <laughs> um, but I just think that. If Matt were competing, I think we'd be having a completely different conversation because there would be so many people pissed off about like, oh, he's there all the time. He must have known the workouts and I'm sure he talks to Rich and blah, blah, blah. I think it is way safer for him to just go there, support it, not necessarily be a part of it. Like it's almost too close to home to make it fair. I think that's a conversation we would be having yeah, if maybe. he had competed. I mean, it's interesting to me though that that mentality because I I didn't think that way but I can certainly see how others would and then Tia competed and won and I saw her win and go okay well of course she won she's the greatest I didn't even occur to me to think well maybe she got the programming in advance and I'm not saying she did I'm just like it never occurred to me because she's so good right that yeah. it's just like for me it was just expected right for her to come in and you know she I, she didn't dominate it was actually closer than I'm making it sound but right. but um no she pretty much dominated yeah, I mean, Christy Armo was second. I love Christy. She did great. She's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. Tia's amazing too, and I don't. I do not feel that way about her at all because I know that she does her own programming. One of my favorite interviews I've ever done with her, I did at Mayhem this past weekend because she said to me on camera that like one of the things she loves the most is going in because she knows how rich is programming is you know and she doesn't train with him every day but she trains alongside him often which is a great push. But even for an event like this where he tried to program some events that were just hard, that were just, you know, we, we saw a lot of athletes not finish, whatever. She said to me that, like, one of her favorite things to do is come into an event like this or even a regular day at the gym where Rich has programmed something and just find a way to basically, like, prove him wrong. Like, he programs something that he thinks is going to be really hard or it's going to be really impressive if you finish it. And she's just like, oh. Got it. No problem. I'd like Don't to watch. I'd like to watch that actually. Because yeah. I've seen coaches do that. Yeah. And, yeah, I can see that. So I think that's pretty cool. And that tells me that she's, you know, she's she does her own thing, she does her own training, she's nearby to him and that's that's really cool. But that was yeah, you're right. Like it was her home turf and in a sense it was really lovely for her to not have to travel and do the thing. It was the first time we saw her this sanctional season and I mean, damn, she looks pretty good. Yeah, well, I didn't expect anything else. Um, she's, I mean, she's the best for a reason, yeah, right? And absolutely. You had, and you had some of the best women competitors there. Yeah, you know? some really, really impressive ladies. I mean, you said Steph Chung was there. Fisa mm -hmm. um, Gavi finished fourth. Um, and punched her ticket. Is, is a games athlete, but yeah, is now going back. Uh, Christy Aramo finished mm -hmm. second. She's obviously already qualified yep. for the games yeah danielle brandon too who finished third is yep. technically already qualified and i'm like i'm hesitating to say that because we should get the final word today but today was the last day that athletes had the chance to accept or decline their position at games via the open and there were three people above danielle brandon in the standings who are deciding to go team and so once everything is final tonight she should get that nod and then fee should get the invitation from from the sanctional 
And then Chandler Smith got his first sanctional win. <clears throat> yeah, which he said was a really big deal to him. A, it is a big deal to get a sanctional win. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's a man. That's that, a fit dude. You know what, though? He's an inspirational story because, I mean, he's always been fit. I mean, you can look at this guy, you know, through his, his entire CrossFit history, which isn't super extensive. But, you know, he's always been built like a brick wall. Like, Absolutely. He's a huge dude. But, um. You know, I think last year the Rogue Invitational was kind of his coming out party of, all right, mm-hmm. he's, you know, this is guys a real up and comer. And then he did great at the games. Yeah, he did. And, you know, and I've, I feel like I've said all year long, particularly during the Open, we had a really good Open. I'm like, all right, this guy's going to compete this year. Like, yeah. he's not, you know. He's not playing around. I don't know if he can beat Matt, but he'll be, he'll be one of those top ten guys that will push him. And there's certainly some events where he will beat him. Yeah, you know? maybe. And then he proved it. Like, he. He did great end-to-end. That dude's just strong as a freaking ox. I did a couple interviews with him that are, in my opinion, that are worth watching. Because one of the things I learned at the at the Mayhem Classic where it was a little bit more of a, I don't want to call it a casual environment, but it was an intimate environment. That's a good way of putting it. Where, like, you know, there were only a couple hundred spectator tickets sold. It was a small um, venue, and it felt like it felt like a family affair and everyone was a little more relaxed and a little more open. And I think people had a, had a good time talking to me, which I really appreciate. I've never heard so many athletes being so open about getting in their own head. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Like there were so many times where I was doing interviews where these elite level athletes were saying the same shit that you hear all of us say Every single day at the gym, like, oh, I just really don't know if I can hit that. I really don't know if I'm fast enough. And so many of them were like, I'm just trying to prove that I belong here. I'm just trying to prove to everyone and myself that I deserve this opportunity because I belong among the best of the elite. And it's, it was just crazy to hear, like, we all have the same concerns. And we look at them and we're like, you are superhuman. Please shut the fuck up because you are the fittest people on the planet. I'm sorry that you're the tenth fittest, not the first fittest, but you're fitter than 99.999% of the globe, and that is so impressive to us. But to them, like they still have the same concerns and fears that we have every single day walking into the gym, and and it was it was eye opening to hear or ear opening. I don't know. I don't think any of them are concerned about scoring a 48 on the Under Armour <laughs> no. mobility assessment. <laughs> no, exactly. But it, it was cool. And Chandler's, um, Chandler's interviews especially were really insightful. Did in you respect. ask him why his calves are so small? You should ask him. <laughs> oh, my God. Next no. time you interview. Yeah, they're I'm not a, that small. They're pretty tiny. You think so? Yeah. I never noticed. He noticed. He put a post out about Aww. it. He had a picture of him doing the. The runt. He's a big. First of all, that dude. Like, if I looked like him, I would literally never wear a shirt. Like the, I would go to I would go to work in just a jacket yep. and a tie, no shirt, <laughs> and let people look at my huge pecs and my abs. Yes. Like, if you look up like barrel chested in the dictionary, it should be him. Like, he's like, dude. He is so. I met him. At, he he introduced himself to me. I don't know if I told you this one. So when I was at the games, I was in the beer tent. Shocking, I know. Weird. Yeah, I know, so weird. It's just a weird place. It just happened to be there. It yeah, just yeah. happened to be there. And you just happened to be there, yes. too. <laughs> I just happened to be in the beer tent for the hundredth time. And uh, I feel this tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it's Chandler Smith. He's like, hey, I just I needed to come over and introduce myself. You know? Oh, class act. And, yeah, I mean, I've tagged him in like a bazillion things. And I, and I 
said, I'm like, dude, you've absolutely crushed it this week. Like yeah. you're like the absolutely the fan favorite of everybody yes, here. Yes. He really is. But so I'm like standing there talking to him and he's like and he asked for a picture, which anytime that happens to me, I'm like, I just it's a fangirl moment for me when someone yeah. like him asked for a picture with me, right? Yeah. So I'm like, absolutely, dude. So, like, I've got my hand on his shoulder. We're, like, doing a selfie, right? i got my hand on his shoulder. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever had your hand on, like, granite, but that's, <laughs> but that's what it's like. Yes. I was like, why are, Why is your whole body so hard? Like, <laughs> My fingers hurt Yes, now. I can't touch you. You're It's like, yep. this is the hardest substance known to man besides a diamond. Like, it's <laughs> yes. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, try hugging him. Oh, yeah. They're all, like, all those athletes are, like, it's like, Hugging like a wet piece of marble. <laughs> but then he posted a, a photo of himself and it's some sort of self-deprecating joke about how little his calves are in his photo. And he wah, was right. They're wah. little. I, I mean, maybe they're just, <laughs> maybe they're little relative to like the sheer girth of his upper body. Like maybe. I don't think they're very little. I mean, he I can move some fit, weight with them legs. I was going to say as, as fit as he is, I'm not sure he really cares about his calves. <laughs> fair. It was totally pretty... fair but yeah overall it was it was just a really really great weekend it was cool to see it's cool to see those winners you know tian chandler won and uh fee's gonna get to go back to games and she's just such a beautiful soul i think we should have her on the podcast we've talked about that before and she's she's so so nice and then luke schaefer got the the games ticket for the guys he came in second and that is really cool because he was on the cusp of qualifying via the open um and he's a really nice guy you know he he was, he's really faithful, and he's got a lot going on in his own life in terms of trying to do this med school thing. So it was really cool to see this opportunity present itself to him, and I, I was excited for him. You know, the big difference maker, and um, I didn't follow, I didn't watch the live feed. I'm ashamed to say. Gosh. Um, it's okay. I wasn't on it. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> I, I did watch, uh, you know, I do, I don't. So this is a weird thing for me. So I don't love to watch competitive crossfitting. I don't love to watch it, but I like to look at the scoring. Okay. I know that sounds weird, but, like, it's just not super fun for me to – for two reasons. Like, I don't love watching people race at thrusters. That's just not always fun. And secondly, like, oftentimes the live feed is kind of crappy. Okay. Just based on, like, you know, like, particularly if it – you know, in the past, like this year during the Open, it's just, like, no rhyme or reason as to how good the quality would be on YouTube. And I just get annoyed, you know. So I'm just like, I'll just wait okay. and look at the scoring. So that's – Partly why, just as a spectator, it's kind of hard to watch. Anyway, so I don't follow it, but I do look at the scoring on and on, and the big difference maker this year was that first run. Oh, like, yeah. People got killed. There's like this ruck run, and uh, Marquand Jones is a buddy, and he's an Under Armour athlete. I was hoping he would I know, be here. I was hoping he'd be here, Apparently, too. Rich, Rich just kicked his ass all weekend, and he couldn't come here to Baltimore. But Every time I saw him walk by, I was gonna, I was like, hey, Man, am I going to see you next week? And I, I did not have a chance to connect with him. Isn't that silly? He, he's an amazing dude. I love Quan. So like nice. he, him, his girlfriend, like the, just salt of the earth people, both of them. But uh, anyway, he had a photo of him during the run, and he looked like somebody just stabbed him in the stomach oh, with a knife. Rough. And, and he literally says, you know, this was no normal run. So I messaged him. And I'm like, you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, dude, that was not nice. Dude, it, it was, from what I understand, it was really tough. So it was a run basically through, like, the Tennessee countryside on the land between Rich's house and Senior's house. And it was uh, five miles total, and the first event time, or the first event score, was your time on the first mile. And the second event score, or it was, like, event one A and B, whatever, was your time total. And there were points in time where... 
it was like a straight up mountain crawl like where you're like on like using your hands to get to the next closest branch or rock or something super muddy super dirty like a lot of it was just like ruck mountain climbing and the running part was only a few like solid patches of field I guess from what I understand and Steph was funny because she was saying that she was like in the beginning she was being like quite dainty about how she was running and trying to like avoid the cow piles because there were lots of them and then eventually she was just like screw it and just yeah, was like powering through whatever the straightest fastest line was well so like I went back and looked at the scores and so I obviously I follow the pan checks closely because they're yes. buddies and so Saxon from event three, four, five, six, and seven finished fifth, fifth, eleventh, fourth, and third. Good. Now in any competition, that's good enough for that's, podium. Absolutely. In the ruck run, he was twentieth and twenty seventh. Oh, you need to work on that running. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, can you? Like, I, you know. I, <laughs> yes, you can. I don't know if you can. Of course, like, you can. Really? Yes, you can. If you're not a great runner, you can become a better runner. He's a great runner. That's the thing. Like, there's a difference between a ruck run. And just going out and running. Yeah, it's a different type of training. But, like, the, yes, he can absolutely work on it. No, it's not workable. Um, <laughs> now, with that said, Chandler finished fifth and seventh in those two events. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty but, you know, he's in the Army, good. and they do a little bit of marching in the yeah, Army. that's, that's true. That's all I'm saying. That's totally true. So you can get good at it with practice. Yeah, maybe if you're willing to get shot at. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can yeah. tell you where I would have been in that run still freaking running. I'd still be running. Yeah. I'm not saying it was unfair. I'm just saying, like, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic to me, like, you know, how some people can, you know, immediately kind of take – because, you know, like, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I could be full of shit. I'm full of shit on most things. Accurate. But, yeah, but I do think that uh, – I, I doubt that any of these guys that finished top five in that ruck run work on their ruck running on a regular basis. I, just, I, I think sh- they're I, endurance athletes. Yeah, maybe. Know? It's just interesting to me. It's like it's like you don't really plan for it. So it's But that's the thing, like you're either super well rounded like Rich or Matt or Chandler, any of those guys, where you can mitigate your holes, so to speak. Mm. Please don't make a joke about that. I have to, it's required. Oh. <clears throat> mitigated holes. a few holes in my life. There it is. You mitigate the holes in your game. Mm-hmm. Um or you're really, really good at ruck running, and you probably were buried under the heavy squat clean. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I, my only point to that is I guess I appreciate that that Rich wasn't afraid to program that, considering, yeah. like, he's a traditional CrossFit guy. Yes. Like, he came from the world of, you know, it's, this is going to be three rounds for time of barbell sure. and burpees, sure. you know. It's like... And how he won all his medals. Like, they weren't doing ruck runs during the years he was winning, uh, you know. Well, they were doing. They did that hill run one year. Didn't wasn't he? Didn't he do the Pendleton run too? Did he? Yeah, maybe. The, like it's like an OCR thing. I mean, you, you'd be hard pressed to find someone. Was who, he there during the Pendleton? Run? I think he was. I think that might have been his last year. Maybe. Solo. Yes, we'll have to have him on and ask. I guess we should. And like, listen, Rich, I'm too lazy to do my research, so we just invited you we on to ask, you, ask. Yeah, just ask you the questions. Um, I mean, I know they did some. Don't get me wrong. It's just like the bulk of those years felt, you know, and and keep in mind the games is more than six events. This is like six or seven right, events total. Yeah. But well, the, the games is more than two days. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying I just really appreciate the fact he programmed it. I me just too. Think it's, you know, me the, too. The running in the hills of Tennessee is pretty damn hard, and so it's impressive to, to make him go do it. And I think overall, 
well, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who will say you could be deemed the fittest on earth or in this competition, whatever, and be bad at running. You need to be good at running to be considered the part of the fittest crew. Great. So I'm never going to be a fittest on earth, <laughs> same, that's what you're telling same. me? Same. Oh. Same girl, same. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, but it was great. It was a really great competition. I really loved it. Sanctional season is off to a bang. I know. I should have gone. I mean, you we, had the, we, had, we had this trip. I couldn't do both. And we've got Waterpalooza in just a couple of weeks. You've I, got Waterpalooza. I've got Waterpalooza. You've got Norway. I know. So. I'm like, it breaks my heart that it can't be a Waza, but I'll be at Norway the week before. It's coming down. Like, the sanctional season's so crazy. And the changes we've seen since we were all at HQ have been so crazy. Um, I think we're finally setting into a groove, settling into a groove, and figuring out how to manage the opportunities that are being presented to us uh, on the media side of things. But we're going to have to start making some decisions about where we can and can't go and what we can and can't cover as a team because it's too much. Like, I have a full-time job. I have a husband and dogs at home and chickens. Like, I can't be gone every weekend. Can't leave the chickens. Can't leave the chickens. Um, and, you know, can't take time off of work to do this every other day, even though that would be really fun. It's just, it's not possible. And I think everyone in the media team is the same. You know, Tommy's about to get married. Sean's about to have a kid. Like, there's Sean's a, having a kid? Sean's having a kid. Oh, nobody tells me anything. You listen to their podcast. Oh, I should listen to their podcast. Maybe don't drink when you listen to their podcast. I'll just send him a message. Good for him. Yeah, it's it's going to be really great. But, you know, like... I think this was maybe his last event before he has to take a, a break to do the family thing. And it's going to be... No, babies don't miss you at all. N- they probably don't even know. They don't even know you're gone until they're like 12. Perfect. And even then, you can just tell them you're going out for cigarettes and milk and never come back. <laughs> that sounds great. I'm taking notes. <laughs> Father of the year right here. Yeah, seriously. Father but I just think like, you know, 28 events, we're going to have to figure it out. Because we want to be at everything because this is so near and dear to our hearts. But we, we certainly can't. That's I just think not you like... and I have it figured out. We have it figured out. Because we can do it remotely? Yeah, because we come to Under Armour and then we do the other stuff remotely. You go to the foreign events because you have your passport. I'll <laughs> stay to local events because I'm a lazy sack of shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, don't, we technically don't need to go to any events. We could just put these headsets on and talk shit about events. We could. <laughs> Athletes. It'd be great. <laughs> Perfect. We could just FaceTime. FaceTime from the events. Yeah. Be great. We just FaceTime the athletes in. <laughs> How do you feel? How was that event? How do you feel, Matt? Here, I'm going to sit the phone on the floor so you can look right into it. It's going to be awesome. Perfect. Be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you have Norway next. When yes. is Norway? Uh, February. It's the week before Waza. And then um, there's a couple other European events that I'm trying to figure out right now. Um, maybe Canada. So what we need then are are the listeners of this to shoot us a message and tell us who they want you to talk to in Norway. Yes, for sure. And who they want me to talk to at Waza. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if we can make that happen. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. So mm-hmm. that's homework for anyone that might listen. So both of you guys that actually listen to this podcast. One of if, them is my mom. If you guys, oh, and my mom listens to the other. Oh, so. my gosh. It's our moms. I know. That's it. Hi, I don't, Mom. I don't, my mom doesn't know any of the athletes, so I guess we're shit out of luck. Damn it. She also doesn't like it when I cuss, and now she's mad. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so that's what we need. Cool. And then tomorrow we have more Under Armour stuff, more swag. Hopefully. I can't carry any more swag home. I got a suitcase <laughs> full of clothes. I got the new. So what we do have that we'll talk about it later when we have John David on, mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about the new 
tri-rain base shoes so yes. i did get those the new crossfit shoes that they have they look awesome and i'll do i'll i'll wear them tomorrow and we'll talk about them on the next one so people can know whether they should go buy them yours i can tell you right now you great. should yours look awesome the color is <laughs> sketchy i don't Mine are black and red i don't know how i feel about the color i love this like electric right. pink that they gave you guys first of all i will say i love the original tri-base rain yeah, so if I do they're too. even close to what those are i'm gonna love them i do too they fit great they're awesome for crossfit these things are like electric salmon though i like it i think maybe you're a pop of color kind of guy you oh, just I, never knew it I before. can rock it. They really bring out the white in my legs. They do. They so do. You awesome. really look like a middle-aged white guy I do. in them. I just, they like, I look like two exclamation points walking around. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, my God. I'm dead. I know. I'm dead. It's so amazing. <clears throat> well, regardless, that's what we have going on tomorrow. So next we'll have uh, John David from Obese to Beast is going to mm -hmm. come on tomorrow and talk to us. And fingers crossed we'll get James Newberry, who's here, but I'm not feeling great about that. I know. He's so busy. He's so busy. But I want to, if you haven't um, seen the video that he put out recently about, you know, like his injury and his training and all the things that he's been doing recently, it's, it's worth a watch. But I would love to chat with him. Well, we'll see if we'll make it happen. Yeah. Yikes. I know. Oh, well. We'll see. Oh, well. We've, look at us, like, saying shit. We probably just didn't edit this out. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Like James, James, come on the show. Come on, we'll talk about your injury. We'll talk about the fires down in Australia. Yeah, raise yeah. money for you guys. It'd be great. Yeah, perfect. He ain't coming on. No, absolutely not. Definitely not now. John least. David's definitely coming okay, on. Okay, cool, perfect. He's, we'll do that tomorrow. He, we're, we'll do that tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll grab somebody else, and then we'll do another one for us since we're together. Why does your mic sound so much better than mine? It does. It does. I don't know. I keep like coughing into it. I think you have a great radio voice, and I have a great voice for memes. <laughs> I, I, you know what you're probably you're exactly right i think that's what it is that's, that's exactly why right. that's why i'm not in media it's also why i was never fired by glassman so that works wah, out wah. you wah, know i brought wah. my mic i can plug in my mic <laughs> i brought it with me in it's ultra chic carrying <laughs> you case did. you did in the ultra shriek ultra 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 chic carrying case yep Looks like, uh, a, looks like a huge dildo. It does look like a huge dildo. It's in two, you know, like fuzzy socks, like warm fuzzy socks that you get for Christmas. So look, can I paint the picture? So <laughs> I, so for those of you that are listening, if you've made it this far, if you first have, of all, why are you here? If you've made it this far, why are you here? So go look this thing up. It's made by Blue. They make microphones, obviously, and it's just a big uh, stand-up mic. It's on a base. It's got this big base on it, and it's shaped. Like a cylinder, like a pill. It's like an old school mic. Yeah, it's like an old school mic, but it's shaped like a pill, right? Until you put a sock on it. <laughs> then it's shaped like John Holmes. Oh, It looks my like a gigantic God. dildo under a sock. So it's, Nikki's traveling does, with this thing. It totally She's does. got this thing stuck into a sock, and it looks like a monster dildo. <laughs> it does. And it was in our hotel room at Mayhem. And after two days, poor Steph was like, hey, Nikki, um question for ya and like it's cool whatever it is but like what's that <laughs> like, points to it in the corner and i was like oh it's my huge dildo and she was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah cool like whatever you're into and i was like no my god stop it it's my podcasting mic i'm bringing it to baltimore <laughs> whatever you're into Oh, oh, my this. God. It looks Do you have a carrying case for all this shit that you bring around? I need to purchase one. I love it. It's the fact. No, I don't have one. 
No, I don't have one for any of them. I just you think just stuff your stuff into socks. I just shove it all in the <laughs> bag. What do I care? Uh, no, I just think that's really funny that uh, she's just like whatever you're I into. I mean, like whatever, and I was like, oh my god, stop it. Whatever you're into. <laughs> Uh, we'll take a picture of it. I should get a carrying case for them. I but. know. Well, you're like, you just keep sending me all this shit. So if a carrying case shows up in my house, I'll know it's from you. We'll get you hooked up. Uh, all right. Well, we got a lot to do tomorrow. So we're okay. going to wrap this up. But we appreciate everybody listening. So uh, keep an eye out in the next couple of days. Uh, we'll also have John David from Obese to Beast. If you guys uh, don't know who that is, go check him out on YouTube. And his Instagram page, actually really inspirational stuff and just kind of a hell of a good guy yeah. all around. And then uh, we'll do a recap on uh, the Under Armour Summit and get you guys prepared for the Norway Sanctional mm-hmm. and for Wadapalooza. Until then, we will talk to you guys soon.